Hey, David. What's up? Have you ever tried to park downtown Toronto at six o'clock on a Saturday? Uh, I can't say that I actually have. I try and get out of Toronto if I have to before, like, before it gets dark. You know, so, that's where the creepy people come out. We went to our final wedding of the year this this past weekend. It was a great wedding. Had lots of fun. It was uh it was at the Drake Hotel. It was really cool. But uh we we discovered that Toronto no longer really has a lot of well, they have like dedicated green pea parking lots, mm-hmm. but now street parking, instead of parking meters, everything is just green pea. So you can like log on to your phone, go on the app, go to Green P, put in your little four digits and park, right? Yeah. So we've we've done that before with the parking lots. That made sense. And we figured a block would be a certain number. Nope. These fuckers in Toronto have Green P codes on each side of the street. So not only did I pay parking for the other side of the street, because that was the code that I saw, I also had to pay for my side of the street. So I'm out like, I was like 10 bucks or something. It wasn't, wasn't really substantial. But the point is, I thought I was being clever by looking across the street, seeing the stupid green P number, and realizing as I started walking down the street that the number was different. I was pissed. On the flip side of things, though, I killed my parallel park on Queen Street. Nailed that shit. <laughs> Just bang on. Yeah, that's the story. Okay, well, hold on. Can, can you not like use like coins for parking anymore? Uh, well, like what are the old what are the old people supposed to do? I I'm pretty sure you could just tap your like debit card or whatever. But my problem was because you could press for the ticket. My problem was the fact that I couldn't transfer it because I made the mistake and I would have to go use their chat. Yeah, well, that's how they get you. Yeah, those how many, like if if you've done that, how many hundreds of other people do you think have have done this made the same mistake? About the same amount of people that are going to listen to this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. was the seat on screen podcast and all through the house christmas music was bumping and eggnog was flowing and what happened david why do people now think that we're in some sort of eggnog territorial (laughs) war online i don't know like uh i don't know i think we released one of the greatest uh one of the greatest holiday memes ever uh, all I know is somebody now has access to CapCut and should be using it to make other content aside from eggy milk memes about yeah, but it, me. It's, it's that are funny, personally though. attacking me. <laughs> but they're not though. They're they're honestly not. But the one that I posted on our, our Instagram about uh it's like don't don't we're we're done here. Don't talk to me. That one I just uh I just noticed that it was uh it was just funny and I was making I was laughing while I was making that. Interesting. Um, but yeah. And then uh, there was that other one that, because I don't think I post, I didn't post it onto uh, our Instagram, but it was like my 
personal feed, you had posted something and it was like, this thing right here, this is all I care about. I think about this all the time. <laughs> so, Oh, the one of the cat. Little, the cat? little Rosef. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I made that one. So I don't know. It was fun. Well, I, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm, I've actually started dabbling in that app a little bit to start making some of our content. I haven't gone over to the TikTok world yet, but I'm building a lot of stuff on Reels. Which is kind of neat, mm-hmm. but uh, that's a it's a little bit more January stuff for for David and I. Yeah, but the, that cap cut thing. The only honestly, the only reason why I did that one though is because uh, I'd seen that thing that you posted, and then it had like the button down there, like to yeah, use yeah. this. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I I could have just searched it up anyways on the app store, but this is way easier. It was like one button press. Yeah, and so then, you could just like use it, but it's still yeah. fun. I like it. It's a yeah, cool so, little app. Yeah. Um, so how are you? What's been up? You know what, Sean? It happened. It snowed. Well, it's been snowing for a while. No, no, but uh, you know how you always bug me about never beating any games. Oh yeah, and then you told me what game you bought or beat, and I was not even remotely surprised. But Why? T- tell our <laughs> listeners because it's a game you constantly talk about and yeah you, well you, you're I like pro- oh i just i put so much time into this game i've beaten nine games this year maybe 10 have you yeah yeah well we're not talking about you <laughs> about me uh our listeners might uh know or remember that i started playing uh the remake of yakuza or yakuza kiwami and i finally beat that uh actually it was only it was almost two months exactly. But mind you, in, in my defense, I did stop playing it for like a three-week period. Yeah, you you Davided it. But I little. didn't, though. I didn't, because if I Davided it, I would have played it for like two, three weeks and then never played it again. Also fair. Right? Uh, but I mean, 30, 32 hours to, to beat the game. Apparently, it's not like a... I guess the actual storyline is only about like 10 hours. Um, but... I mean, you've never played the Yakuza games. There's so many like side things to do, um, many of which I never actually, I didn't actually do, because um, I don't really care that much. But uh, so yeah, I finally beat that. It felt good. It felt good to 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 beat you sent another me a picture game. Of the credits like right away. I was impressed. <laughs> I know. Um, and then I promptly installed the next game in the series. I'm proud of you. To and I started that. I've just been, uh, actually, to be honest with you, we recorded last, I want to say Wednesday. And uh, I hadn't, I played probably an hour's worth of Modern Warfare 3 when it launched. And then I had not played another round until today. That is a full week later, actually more than a full week later. Oh, jeez. I barely touched anything i uh i barely watched anything we were at a wedding then i was at a work event for three days um it was just it was a lot like we were we were constantly out and about and doing our thing but uh i will say i finally tried japanese barbecue have you ever been to a gyubi gyubi g-y-u-b-e-e it's like it's like cook your own food Okay, G Y U B E. Oh, U B. 
Yeah. So um, oh, it's like oh yeah, it's like a Japanese all you can eat barbecue thing. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah. I went. I went with some coworkers. Um. It was. It was fun. We. We got to make like a bunch of different like beefs and porks and shrimps and yeah, some tongue. It was. It was cool. It was different. I would. I would love to go again. Very similar to like a uh, Korean barbecue places. Like, well, I mean, that's a pretty. Uh, I guess a a traditional Asian uh, kind of thing where like they have the the grill in the middle of the table and you guys and you cook your own stuff on there. It's actually a lot of fun. It's a little bit more. It, it is pretty enjoyable when you because um, you you can eat a lot of food there. Uh, you've never had a hot pot, have you? That's a soup thing, right? It kind of, yeah. Like they're uh, um, hot pot. I think it's generally like Chinese, um, but it would be like, uh, yeah, like a big soup with lots of stuff in it. But okay, so there's this place in uh, in London when uh, when I was living there, and it was uh, a hot pot a hot pot place. But the way that the 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 tables were set up, they didn't actually have a separate like element on the table it was under the table yeah so the table was just like a hardwood table but then they put the pot on like a spot in the center there and that's where the element was and i don't know if it was like a um induction or something like that but it was pretty cool um there's this one what's it called it's like uh I, i'd have to i'd have to check and i don't know if it's chinese or if it's a korean thing where it's like uh um or pork, pork bone soup that's what it is and it's kind of it's good but it's kind of creepy when you think about it because it's, it's literally like pork spine <laughs> that's pork in spine. there <laughs> uh, but it's it's good so that's stuff you know what next time we go down there we should uh go to a, a korean barbecue place find something like that and then one's opening up in uh waterloo so i mean i go. know where you can get some uh, really good korean barbecue where's that this episode of the Sea Green Podcast. Wow. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Uh, no, uh, this little town called Kenora. Oh God! I mean, we do it at home. We, I got, the, I got the, I got the butane. <laughs> uh, Instead of cooking like over five minutes per piece of meat, you're just like, oh, it'll be sixteen hours, but it'll be smoky. <laughs> no, no, that's smoked meat. No, no, no. Like this stuff. It, I'll show you the next time we do it. We got, we, we go all out, man. Good. I'm glad. You should uh, you should try sometime. <laughs> you try going all out. Um, what else did we do to catch up? Have you played Boomerang Foo? I can't remember if you have. No, I've never heard of this until now. Okay, so uh, <laughs> while while I talk to you about it, you're gonna look it up. All so right. uh, we uh, we pulled out this uh, my buddy's Steam Deck while we were away at this conference, and we played three games. We played Ultimate Chicken Horse, which I introduced you to. Mm-hmm. We played Mount Your Friends, which I don't know if you've ever played. But oh, it's... you've introduced that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played that game? Uh, Mount Your Friends? Uh, no, no. I, you just you just showed it to me though. And uh, yeah, so like you you have like um, your hands are pivot points, and you have to you have a minute to climb to the top of the tower, and yeah. then you can freeze yourself. It's pretty fun. But Boomerang Foo is a six player game which you can play like it's it's best played on Steam Deck or Switch or PC or Switch cuz you can play with six people 
but you're little sprites and you just throw boomerangs at each other. So you have a throw attack and you have, um, you what have you the ability. Sprites are like vegetables and their like coffees, the, food, well, sprites food are stuff. little characters or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you, you can throw your boomerang and recall it, or you can slash people with your boomerang, but you only get one boomerang unless you pick up a power up and then you can pick up more and more and more, um, and stack your power ups and it's a scoring system. So it's the first person to X amount of points wins. And I can tell you the amount of laughter that came out of this room while we were all playing this game was hilarious. You have to check it out. I think it's like two, three bucks on the Nintendo eShop. It's Jeez. not very expensive. Um, that looks like fun. It's a lot of fun to play with your friends. Um, you could be the jittery coffee or the bacon. There's just so much fun. You've definitely got to check it out and try it. It's a good time. Good time had by all. Oh, it is eighteen ninety nine Canadian on oh. the eShop. Oh shit! Maybe it's just real cheap on Steam. On Steam, it is nineteen forty nine Canadian. <laughs> I don't well, know. Two or three bucks. Somebody told me it was two or three bucks. Anyways, um, I mean, there's DLC for th- like four bucks. Maybe that's maybe they got characters. it on sale. I mean, it's not on sale right now, so probably. Hey, did you ever watch the show The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Uh, are you talking about the November 16th thing? Yeah, it finally happened. <laughs> so I was um, going to use this to segue into our first topic, but I also forgot I had one other thing. But um, we'll just we'll do it out of order, because why not? Um, I don't know what made me feel older this week. Knowing that their table was finally ready from uh, a restaurant joke saying... Uh, they wanted a table for a, an Italian restaurant inside the hotel that wasn't available for 15 years. Or the fact that we are now of the age where movies we saw in high school are being fully rebooted. Mean Girls dropped what? a trailer. Do, do you not do you not know this? This is this is a lot. So Tina Fey is bringing back Mean Girls in 2024. Of course, Tina Fey is doing it. Um, but it's going to be, a, I guess, it's going to be based more on the musical than it is the film, but still on the film. So the characters are the same. Story's the same. Everything's the same. Actors are all different. Minus like a, a few. Like Busy Phillips is in it. Jenna Fisher's in it. Um, the girl who plays Betty Brant in Spider-Man. And I can't think of her name right now. Huh. Like it's the same. It's the same story, but just different actors. But this one is more of a musical, so it's based on the Broadway, not the film. Oh, okay. But that or Mean Girls released in two thousand and four. Yeah. And next year it comes out, which is twenty twenty four. It comes out in January. Yeah. Do you feel Jeez. this week <laughs> was phenomenal because the actor strike ended the writer strike was already over sag after all done mm-hmm. we can finally record and release our mission impossible one through seven episode <laughs> we can i'm so excited however i'm gonna have to watch those movies again to remember what uh, happened I'm, ne- in... I'm never ever ever <laughs> doing that again that was so much tom cruise in one weekend that's so funny but how cool was it just to see a all these actors start posting again about all the projects that they're working on? B, how cool was it to see just this explosion of trailers? 
that people were excited to be working on. Mm-hmm. We had we had a trailer for Inside Out. We had Mean Girls. We had Madam Web. We had Garfield. So many. Did you see the Garfield trailer, David? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been under a rock because. Hey, I want to play you a clip, okay? Just All a right. small one. Okay, All ready? Right. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Say when? Never, John. Marry me and cheese. Oh. I apologize in advance. The eating you're about to see will not be pretty. And if you have young children, this would be a good time for them to leave the room. You ain't <laughs> never seen nobody He's so cool. Was that oh my God. A, Emmett Burkowski, B, Mario, or C, Garfield? Oh, my God. Uh, or D, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Oh, because we don't need any. It's so oh my. bad. It's literally just Chris Pratt. Why are we doing this? I mean, people... People will go to see it because it's Garfield, right? Like, and the funny thing is, like, Garfield was never was Garfield ever really that good. Garfield is Bill fucking Murray. Why couldn't he do it? Why? Yeah. Why couldn't he do it? Why not? But no, we got Chris Pratt again. <laughs> One more time. Say when? Never, John. Bury me in cheese. Oh, I apologize in advance. The eating you're about to see will not be pretty. And if you have young children, this would be a good time for them to leave the room. Say when. Is that a clip from Garfield or Parks and Recreation? Or is it a clip from Star? <laughs> Was that Star Lord? The, the Star Lord. Super Mario. Jeez. The comments uh, on YouTube are carving it, carving it. Well, because... I'm not surprised. Like it is. It's it's lazy. Really, that's what it is. I mean. When we have, when we have movies that come out, and the main character is just like a, a current popular boy, like a not voice actor, popular actor, and I wouldn't even say Chris Pratt is all that popular anymore. Like, no, his, a lot of people hate him now. His, uh, yeah, his like stardom has declined significantly since uh, uh, what is the end war? Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, so, we'll say that, yeah. Um so either this was in the works way before he was doing this at the same time as Mario or something something like that. But I don't know. I think the only time that like I feel really uh like like when actors are justified almost in in being a voice for an animated film is like the English voice acting or the English casting for Studio Ghibli movies. And I don't know if you've seen many of them, but like a lot of times, like the English uh, casting has, uh, you know, it's like some pretty famous actors, but because they're like, they're, they're, they're just more refined, right? Like, and they're not yeah. necessarily like, uh, they're not casting the, people aren't going to see the movie because of the actor or the, that that's doing the voice. They're doing it because of the studio that's creating it guaranteed that same thing with, well, Mario was slightly different because Mario is a huge IP in itself, but like Garfield, not so much, right? Like, I don't know many kids <laughs> that are like, I friggin' love Garfield 
Garfield, and everything that Garfield is. You're not right? wrong. Garfield, when we were growing up, was like he was comfort food. Mm-hmm. You got to see his little comic in the paper, right? Or you had those. Um, I can't even remember the dimension, but they were like what six inches high, the spine, and they were like long books. Um, but those were the Garfield comic books that you got, yeah, and yeah. you got and to like, read through I those. Mean, they were in the color comics every every Saturday. And if you were the lucky kid who found that at the library, like at school, you had the Garfield book. That was mm-hmm. sweet in grade four. Mm-hmm. And then, but we're not the, in grade four anymore. The other thing about <laughs> Garfield is his voice was like a little bit deeper and naslier in every mm-hmm. cartoon. Like there was Garfield, Garfield and Friends. You had the the live action Garfield with Bill Murray. I mean, the only Garfield uh, media that I will watch or enjoy on a fairly not even regular, but like annual uh, occasion is the Garfield Christmas special. That's fair. Right. Um, It's kind of like in the same realm as Charlie Brown. I mean, Peanuts was is still like popular in some areas, but it's not, it doesn't have the same influence as it used to. Right. Um, and I mean, I don't really care. Like there's it's Christmas time again. Charlie Brown is something that's that like more yeah. of a Thanksgiving special though. No, it's Christmas time again. It's the Christmas one, like where he's get that. He gets like the, the really shitty tree. Yeah. And then there's like the great pumpkin, which I never really liked that one, but those were like really, and but, those are like classics from our childhood. That's why I still watch them. I wouldn't like force my future children to watch them because they won't care. Like they won't understand like the significance of those things. Right. Yep. But anyways, it's uh, I, I'm, defe- I'm defeated now. <laughs> leaving behind Mr. Pratt. I think it's crazy. It's absolutely insane to see people backdating their, their projects being like, this is what I've worked on. And like seeing some like photo collages and all these other projects that are going on. Timing couldn't have been better because the Marvels came out like two days after the strike ended. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was a box office flop because everything Marvel does right now is so bad. There's no direction. Kevin Feige's like scrambling up. There's rumors that Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have signed on for another movie. Or two, nice. sweet um, to save it. Now, now that Loki has ended, which I still haven't fully completed, you haven't. Oh man, nope. Um, I'm halfway through. It was just I had no time this week. I literally had no time. That's fair. Uh, with uh, everything that's kind of gone on with Loki, and you might be able to talk to it without spoiling it. Rumors broke after the episode aired that Jonathan Majors is no longer going to be part of the MCU. I'm not surprised at all because of all of his legal troubles and everything else. And they kind of changed the ending of Loki to reflect the fact that Kang wasn't going to be a problem, which super sucks for the Ant-Man storyline because Kang the Conqueror was crazy in that movie. But now there won't be a Kang dynasty. Um, The director from that movie is left as well. Everything's all over the place. And I think the MCU has to reset. And what better way to do that than the news breaking that we have a Mr. Fantastic and no oh, Sue I Storm. Gonna, I thought you were going to say we have Iron Man 4. I think 
Okay. If if I were to take a guess or a gander, I I would I would guess that if they're bringing back Downey and Evans, they're either going to reverse Tony killing himself by bringing him back somehow, or he's alternate be brought- timeline. We have that's a thing. He's he most likely be a variant if anything. I think it's going to be AI Tony Stark all the way up until the snap. Because like honestly, what was Downey doing? He like he wasn't in the suit. They just recorded his face. Mm-hmm. And like some characters have bombed recently. So you don't know. Like you could bring an alternate timeline Tony back, but that would like kind of screw up Pepper and Morgan. The other thing too is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has now said now that Robert Downey Jr. will is coming back, she would welcome a return. So what are you going to do? Alternate timeline? Are you going to reacquire the Soul Stone and bring him back? I mean, Maybe you could do the the Soul for a Soul, but that makes no sense. Maybe the Watcher gets involved and brings him back to life. But so much time has passed, so it's like it's very it's very tricky for me to to kind of yeah. Fathom. I mean, it's it's hard to say how they're gonna go in anything nowadays, right? Because if you, even if you look at like what Disney was doing with with Star Wars, right? Like there was uh, super high hopes for Mandalorian season three, and that went in a completely different direction there was high hopes for Kenobi and that ended up being a completely different direction. And even Ahsoka, which I, you haven't even started that or watched it. Have you? No, I'm all, I'm at season four of Clone Wars. I'm moving. And, and Ahsoka, like it had a few good spots, but again, like it was overall disappointing. Um, and then we have the Marvels that came out. It has bombed so far at the, it was almost over quarter of a billion dollars that they spent on production like 270 million dollars they'll make it back for production oh they will but like if if the movie doesn't make like a shit ton of money on opening weekend it's a bomb right true the current the current rating on uh, rotten tomatoes is 62 percent from the critics and 84 percent audience score but here's the thing is like if you look at so that's 62 percent all critics but if you look at the top critics which is like 62 top critics i don't know how they were rate that uh the critic rating is a 44 percent, and then the audience rating so all uh, or sorry verified audience is 84 but all so like this is like over ten thousand votes it says at a 72 percent. so it's like out of out of everything it's it's not uh it, it's not a. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie i haven't seen it but I know from like what I've seen online and heard online, like the story doesn't make sense. The story's convoluted. It's very kind of like one-sided in terms of like, um, like the characters and stuff like that. There's a lot of plot holes. Um, I guess like the director as well. Like it was the first time that the person, like this was like their first movie or something like that. Yeah. Or it's so like, you know, it was just like, um, unexperienced director in terms of like, hell, even like a sci-fi. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a certain amount of finesse needed to direct a a sci-fi film, um, let alone a superhero film, right? Um, so I don't know. I I will probably watch it one evening when I'm like super, super bored and I don't want to play any games and I I wanna watch something but not really care what I watch. That's you know fair. I mean? 
we plan on watching it. We just don't know. We were thinking just like a cheap Tuesday, like a nice little date type of thing. Mm-hmm. But we we don't know. Um, going back to that Fantastic Four news for a second, though, it sounds oh, yeah. like some of the characters are are being cast. Um, but I do find it interesting that one of uh, there's actually a few articles here that say Kevin Feige reportedly feels Fantastic Four cast would be too white, quote unquote. So he pushed for Pedro Pascal over others to be the first confirmed member of the Fantastic Four. Everybody wanted John Krasinski. Every single person ever wanted John Krasinski to be Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards. And now he's not. And now Mr. Fantastic is TV's daddy. So, like, what are we doing? Are we okay with Pedro Pascal um, leading the Fantastic Four? Are we also okay with this news officially coming out a day after rumors broke that he was likely done as the Mandalorian? Are we okay with this? What's going on? That he's that he's done with the Mandalorian? I think we knew that he was done with the Mandalorian like halfway th- at hell, the beginning of season three, right? Well, um, he was voice acting. He was not wearing the suit at all. Mm-hmm. Um. I think this is another case of let's maybe maybe Disney had an obligation or like some sort of agreement with Pedro Pascal, right? Um to be in maybe not necessarily specifically Mandalorian, but in content that they're making. Like the Anthony Mackie Anthony Mackie deal. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz he was given it was seven films, but only five of them were supposed to be Marvel related. And then he was given another two to do whatever. Yeah. Chris and Evans I, had Buzz Lightyear. Sorry. And I, and I wonder if that's kind of what had happened. Um, if say he had an agreement to be in a certain amount of uh, uh, Disney content and maybe, you know, the Mandalorian, like each season was the equivalent of like one film. You know what I mean? Like, so say yeah. they had like an agreement of a set number of films or seasons of of a, of a TV series. So if he was being less and less interested or um, happy with with how Mandalorian was going, then there's a possibility that if he dropped from that, in order for Disney to maintain their agreement with him, they had to put him in some other content, and that could have been what. Uh, push them to cast him in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. I don't know. And I would say the counter argument for that is who runs the Mandalorian? There's two people heavily involved in the Mandalorian, right? It's Filoni and it's whom? Uh, What's his name? John Favreau. Yeah, Favreau. And what is John Favreau known for in the Marvel Universe? Besides directing Iron Man 1 and 2. Uh, acting in Iron Man. As Happy Hogan. Yeah. So I like I don't know fully if that would be the case. I mean, John would be like, hey, why don't you do both? I did it. It's good to eat from both both plates. <laughs> good to eat from both holes. <laughs> Here's the thing about Pedro. All right. I'm not sure i like his american accent for this role 
He's very mumbly. Yeah, like in, like Reed Richards was never really like that quiet, soft-spoken type. Like in The Last of Us, Joel's great, but Joel's hardened, right? Mm-hmm. I, so it, yeah, and and that would explain why he's kind of like quieter, more reserved, and and a little bit more, uh, I don't know, grungy almost. But like less this, shows less emotion, right? Mister Fantastic was kind of like. I don't know. He's a little bit more exuberant. Yeah, he's supposed to be more charismatic. Yeah, he's, he's Mister Fantastic, and he marries Sue Storm, right? Who's rumored now to be Mission Impossible's Vanessa Kirby. And then there's a rumor for Johnny Storm to be uh, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things. So, oh. I think the cat. We're gonna know the casting for the rest of this movie. Within days, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know if Pedro, are is Disney just going like, you know what? Let's ride the hype of another character or another actor and just hope this movie sells. That's my fear. You know what? That, that could be it. Like with, with how poorly Marvel uh, content has been received. Lately, I think it could have also been a decision that was, hey, how do we get people into the theaters? Like, we need to cast someone that people like, that doesn't have any, like, significant drama hanging out over their head, you know? And who is that person? Pedro Pascal. 100%. Like, I don't know. I, I think it could be fun. Um the nice thing, I think the good thing with the Fantastic Four is that, like, the, the characters are so in, ingrained in, like, who they are. You know what I mean? Like, from the comic, that would be very, very difficult for them to kind of, like, change overall the fundamentals of the characters. And that's what's, what's I think a lot of people are kind of disappointed with or unhappy with in, in terms of, like, what Disney's doing with their characters. Um, and so I think maybe this might be... Uh, I don't know. I, I can. I'm hopeful that this might go back to kind of the the good old days of like, you know, the Marvel movies. Yeah. You know, that we would go and we would be excited to see, and they were they were enjoyable and satisfying. There wasn't a lot of problems. Like all the Marvel movies have plot holes and stuff like that, right? But I mean, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how things go. Wait, the Marvel movies have plot holes. Yeah, but then they fix them all by doing oh. like all the time travel stuff. Yeah, it makes it definitely better. Yeah, yeah, because um, they just they just filled those potholes with uh with other potholes. Ah, potholes. You guys can't see me, but I'm nodding very vigorously. Um, we are trying some new software actually to uh, bring you guys some video podcasting soon. So we're just uh, we're test driving that shit out right now. Um. And it's neat. I'm uh, I'm in, I'm thoroughly enjoying this experience so far. It's pretty good. You guys don't need to know that. You don't need to know <laughs> how the butter's made, but it's fine. Yeah. Um. Speaking of how the butter's made, every <laughs> I know, person, right? <laughs> it's time to ha- sit down, little Johnny. It's time to learn how the butter's made. All right. <laughs> and the butter and the bees. This is how this goes. So I we just finished our Simpsons trivia at TWB. 
And we have two trivia shows left for the rest of the year. We have a punk rock, goth, rock and roll, music trivia of the ages. And it's going to be great. I think we're going to start at the 70s and bring it all the way up to like the 2000s. I don't think I'm going to do anything very current, but we'll see. Then after that, we have our our year-end holiday extravaganza. We're working on some final details, but we are doing donations again for the Community Angel Project, which is going to be sweet. So bring some toys, some hygiene products. Last year, I got a bunch of like gingerbread kits, that kind of stuff. Bring it. It's fun. Let's have some fun. Anyways, last night, we had a little controversy on our hands. We had a final Jeopardy that caused an argument. Now, David, I know you're not super versed in The Simpsons, but I'm wondering if you knew or if you would know the answer based on the 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 song See My Vest from The Simpsons. My question was how many animals are named in the song? Now, oh jeez. I called a buddy of mine who is also a big Simpsons guy and I was like, "Hey, what's your interpretation of this question?" And we arrived at either 11 or 12 animals based on if you were accepting the word cat, you also had to accept the word dog, even though there are three different dogs listed or breeds of dogs listed in the song. This went back and forth. So like I was steadfast on my answer. I explained how I got there, why I got there. And afterwards they were like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But guys, what a great, Simpsons trivia. What a way to finish. It was so, so well done. So okay, well, well done. What was the answer, though? 12. There's 12 animals? Yeah. Because, cat, if, like, so. If so, you accept the word cat, you have to accept the word dog. Oh, now, but then they say, like, different breeds of dog? There is three different breeds of dogs. So, um, to quickly go through the animals, if I could remember them off the top of my head, that would be great. It's There's a gorilla, so if you want to count them down, that's gorilla. There's Irish setter. The word cat is three. Vampire bat, four. Uh, we have albino, African, endangered rhino. That is five. Grizzly bear, six. Turtlenecks, seven. Um, poodle, eight. Red robin, nine. Uh, gopher. 10, Greyhound, 11, Dog, 12. 12. But was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I get because what you're saying. If you, if you accept cat as an animal, you have to accept the word dog listed as an animal. But was it like Greyhound dog? So it's... Because cat, is cat by itself, or does it say like... Like this... Or Siamese see this cat. hat? Twas my cat. Evening wear empire bat or vampire bat. Okay, but like the, the other one is, is it greyhound but, dog though? No, it says but a greyhound fur tuxedo would be best. So let's prepare these dogs. Kill two for matching claws. Yes, yep. they are technically referring to the greyhounds, but it's also saying the word dog. Dog. Mm. Have Have you seen that video clip of that that little girl? Got that dog. <laughs> no. If I remember to send it to you, I will. But yeah, um, guys, what a great trivia. We had so much fun with Simpsons trivia. The room was very alive. There was a lot of like arguing between tables and chirping. And like, I've never seen that really at other trivias that I've gone to, but it makes it so much fun. There Just was one that I went alive. to that there was a lot of chirping going on. 
Was it the one that you came to for your br- for your birthday wedding? <laughs> for my birthday wedding? Yeah, sure was. Your wedding birthday? <laughs> yeah. What what else do we got going on today? Well, Sean, did you play uh, Modern Warfare 3? Did you get it? I did. Um I I told you I played like 15 minutes of it. Uh maybe an hour of it. But um the, you know that line, that famous adage like who says you can't go home? Bruh. Uh, it's um when did the original Modern Warfare 3 come out? 2012. You remember just going home, not having a care in the world, just finish some work for the day and you're like, "You know what? My friends are online. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play some Call of Duty." They have Afghan Terminal Rust. Oh my god. Invasion. Ah, I was so close. It was 2011. <laughs> e- either way, the nostalgia of these maps coming back and like you remember some of them like it's literally yesterday you know where to turn you know where to hide you know where to peek you know everything some you remember you turned off because you didn't like playing them mm-hmm. you're like oh damn the zombie mode very fun and it's all to prepare us for Warzone, right yeah but there's there's a video that says modern warfare 3 is a colossal failure Oh, was it published by IGN or um, what's the other one? The Gamer? Because they hate everything no, this Microsoft owns. Griffin Gaming. Oh, really reputable, I'm assuming. As I reputable as we are. So that's cool. I mean, it's a 28-minute cool. video, so it must be. Oh, yeah? I can record myself for 48 <laughs> minutes talking about how it's good. I mean, but here's the thing, though. You're you're a big Call of Duty fan regardless. Right, like yeah. you, you've liked all of the Call of Duty games. Uh, I haven't liked some of them. Like, like to be Ghost. realistic, yeah, Ghost like, sucked. Um, yeah, Advanced Warfare was kind of fun, but that was more about the zombie mode with my friends. Yeah, yeah, Infinite that's Warfare, pretty much all we played way. in that. Yeah, I, I didn't really like the World War One, World War Two. So, but you're you're playing mostly the multiplayer stuff, though, right? Correct. Yes. So, so you're enjoying the multiplayer aspect of it. There's there's a lot of people that. Uh, you know, play Call of Duty for the campaign as well. Right? Nobody plays that for the campaign. That is like saying you watch porn for the story. Don't don't ever tell me that people play. No, no, no. Don't ever tell me that people play Call of Duty for the story. They're, they've released Call of Duties <laughs> in the last few years that don't even have stories. It's just multiplayer. And this game was supposed to be just multiplayer as well. And I've I no no people do not play Call of Duty for the story. I feel like I've I've I found a a, a hidden button on no. Sean and I <laughs> no like, like that's such a bullshit argument. But Who it's not. honestly, if you listen to this podcast, message us, tell us that you picked up an eighty nine dollar copy of Modern Warfare three for a four hour story. You well, tell me that's a problem because it's a four hour story. Hey, when you buy Battlefield, do you play for the story? Like no. Star Wars Battlefield? No, no. Battle, ba- or sort of Battlefield. Battlefront? Do you remember? I remember the oh, last there story was I no, played for. There is no story in Battlefield. That's right. Oh, wait, there... And there is but because the... you play it while you're waiting for multiplayer to, to, <laughs> to load in. And that's it's. I remember the first mission like it was yesterday because you die and then you just take over somebody else's body because it's just a ground war game. They're, no, you're not yes, buying here, any of okay, these but games. Here's no, the thing, you're though. not buying these the, games. The Battlefield no, games, the Battlefield games have always 
traditionally being a multiplayer only game. It wasn't until Battlefield 3, I believe it was, that they actually released the campaign. And here's the story. Here's the thing. Like, legitimately, you're not buying a multiplayer shooter. Like, you're not you're not buying a multiplayer FPS to sit there and be like, oh, I want to put it around the story. Do you know why people are playing the story? Do you, know, do you know Call of Duty had to add an incentive to the story? Do you know what the incentive is to, for the story? What's that? Double XP if you beat six missions. You get double XP tokens if you beat missions. So nice. you can play multiplayer and you could build up your guns in multiplayer because they don't they don't want you to spend the money on the story. They want you to spend the money to get into the multiplayer so you can go play Warzone 3 when it comes yes. out. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you at all. They want you to play multiplayer, but for the series where people like they had stories and people bought them for the story, there's still people that want to enjoy the the Call of Duty storyline for the campaign and the funny thing is is you have a you have a a secret feud with a (laughs) with she who should not be named and she is one of these people that uh enjoys the the campaigns for call of duty so i (laughs) i feel like when she eventually listens to this episode in like nine weeks (laughs) feud will be back on (laughs) but i mean i i enjoy playing the campaigns what was Maybe the campaign like, where you get betrayed at the very end? Because that's how I feel right now. What are you talking about? That's uh, Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 2 or 1? I think it was Modern Warfare 1. Like It's after you're in the club and then you're out on the airstrip. I can't remember. I don't remember. It was Captain Price, though. He gets betrayed. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure there 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 are people that you know enjoy playing the campaign for for the Call Nobody. of Duty games. Nobody <laughs> does. Nobody. Sure. Okay. Moving Nobody. on. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you do you <laughs> what? It's. I was going to ask you about sports games, but you don't play those either. Um, Nobody the, plays sports games for the for the campaign for the story. Uh, but but a lot of people play, play Madden for like the be a pro or the story that goes into that because then you get to take that character and you get to put it in the game. People do the exact same thing with the NBA two K games because you know what those modes though are more are are a more in depth character creation rather than just like going and selecting character stats through a menu. All right, fuck it. You're playing I'm- and and. <laughs> by next week's episode i will beat the campaign for this story because it's only four hours it's not going to be that long i'm not then saying I'm that tell you how trash gonna... it is nope i've already decided I'm... okay well then here's the thing though yeah you'll tell me how trash it is and that is part of the reason for the poor reviews for the game no i okay look you always call me out for this shit all the time this is like on repeat for david <laughs> this is this is why you don't buy madden every year this is why you don't buy nhl and i go people buy them to, for me as gifts and you're like i don't care you still buy them you're part of the problem not part of the solution i understand yeah. i am part of the problem for call of duty <laughs> i 100 percent wholeheartedly understand that but i'm not buying this game to complain about the fucking story half the time actually 90 percent of the time do you know what i do i don't even load the story into the game because it takes up valuable hard drive space on my Xbox for other things I like to play. Nobody buys this game for the story. You have the option to offload the story immediately. I mean, give I your head bought, a shake. I bought a copy of uh, Vanguard 
to play the campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you? Did you? I did. I bought it for like twenty dollars. Oh, see, you didn't spend. E- Your argument is also flawed because you. Were yeah, like, but I bought who it. Who spends? Who buys it full price? Are you buying it on Black Friday? Are you buying it for the story? What? No, I bought it already. Like, no, are you going to buy like the weekly? new game on Black Friday? Oh, probably not. Why not? Because I, I can play Warzone already with you. With yeah, but you can't play multiplayer with me anymore unless I play the old game. <laughs> oh well, I guess you have to play the old game if you want to hang out with your uh, buddy old pal on uh, online there. See, uh, oh, you, you've just you've <laughs> you've, you've you've done it. You know what? You know what? Say when? Never, John. Very mean. Jeez. I apologize in advance. The eating you're about to see will not be pretty. Yeah, have more Chris Pratt. Have more Chris Pratt. I, I Although, hope... you know what? That would be a pretty good soundbite. You know, like when like a rant's going to happen. Like, I apologize in advance. The eating you're about to see is not going to be pretty. I mean, you like, know, that could you be. Know, I could cut that down to be a little bit more. I can, I can, <laughs> I can do that. Oh, you've just, you've, you've ruined my night. Nobody buys that game for the story. Stop that. <laughs> Stop All right, that. folks, if, listeners at home, if you have ever bought a, a Call of Duty because you are not even just for the story, because and I'm not saying people buy it only for that the is campaign. what you have claimed. No, <laughs> I've never once said that people are buying it only to play the campaign and never touch the, the, the multiplayer. No, people are buying the game, yes, to play multiplayer. But at the same time, the campaigns have always been enjoyable for the most part, until the last few games. But people people are buying the games for the campaign in addition to the multiplayer. If I'm wrong, then everyone will chime in. But, I mean, I highly doubt that everyone's going to be like, no, David, you're wrong. Okay, well, let me let me take a quick pivot ski here to, to make sure that we cover off a few more quick things here that I... That I want to share with everybody in the world. So, number one, David and I were caught off guard, and uh, both of these are going to be these topics are going to be about shopping, pretty much. But uh, I was in a local bookstore. We'll call it Ch- Chapdindigo. It's the only bookstore that Canada really has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Chapdindigo. Chapdindigo. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I know we had Alex on a few weeks ago, and we were talking about spooky board games. And I was caught really off guard when I saw a third Horrified had dropped. And last year, only we got American monsters. But now we have Horrified Greek monsters. All Hades breaks loose. Yeah, he sent me this picture. And I thought it was like an advertisement or something like that. uh, Or like a preview that he saw. But nope, there was a game. had a price tag on it. It was expensive though. It was like sixty bucks, wasn't it? Uh, I, uh looking at the picture, it says forty nine. Oh, forty nine. Okay, still fifty bucks for that. That's that's kind of expensive. Greek monsters. Okay, let's see. What are the characters here? I'm trying to see a list. So you get the basilisk, you get siren, chimera, the minotaur, and the hell's the last one? It's cut off. Oh, Medusa and Cerberus. That's mm-hmm. six more characters that you get to play with. And the, the figurines look fantastic. Yeah. The Very, map looks like, cool. Like good quality um, components for, for these games. But Ravensburger makes good quality components. Like 
with their puzzles even like yeah jeez i think it's it's just crazy how we were talking about this like not even a few weeks prior it, it's kind of made me change my mind too because like we were going to pick up american monsters just to have a second board but this board is way prettier yeah i mean american monsters has uh like the the mechanics are slightly different and stuff like that so um i mean i haven't really looked too much into this one uh probably the next time i'm at good old uh chapped indigo chapped indigo uh i'll check it out see if i can find i mean i think i bought american monsters or it was horrified one or the other uh with like a 20 percent discount that they had for like plum members or something like that like right around christmas um so maybe i'll have that again but dang yeah who knows so i um i sent you a picture today i was out on a little bit of an adventure and uh i went to a video game store that david and i have had legitimately no luck in we got yelled at one talked loudly once at maybe not yelled but like he seemed very upset um that we touched stuff um it was a it's a game store in the waterloo area and uh it, it was the same one that tried to offer us the remote control airplane okay yeah yeah and uh i walked in and i was just i i went to go pick up a gift for a co-worker's child and uh walked in i was like oh there's some cool looking stuff and i remembered that they had um a gears of war controller dock not that long ago maybe a few months actually around your wedding um and I saw it again. I was like, 60 bucks. It still hasn't gone down in price. I asked him if he would kind of reduce it. He said, no, it'll sell. I was like, buddy, I saw this here in July. Liar. Um, anyways, so I, I pointed two things out to you specifically. One, I've, I found another R2-D2 Xbox 360 out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Again, overpriced. And it didn't look like an, it looked actually very similar to the condition of the one I saw at value village. So it could have been the same one. He could have scooped it for like 40, 50 bucks and slapped a $250 price tag on it. Well, there's also a sticker unless they added some other stuff. It says includes connect and three connect games. Nobody plays connect. Nobody played the connect games. Anyways, they're trash. So yeah, that doesn't justify the cost of that system. But like, do I want it? Oh, hell yeah, I do. Oh yeah. I know. I bought it when I saw it, cleaned it up, tried to fix it. Yeah. The second thing I saw, which was a little interesting, and like their stock levels were a lot lower. Like it, it was very kind of like an emptier vibe this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see one, but I saw two Nintendo Switch sixty four Bluetooth controllers in the app, like in the the official Nintendo packaging, mm-hmm. brand new. I asked if I could see them. He said he was keeping them behind the counter. And then he immediately told me that I was like, oh, do you mind if I ask how much? Because I'm interested. And he goes, yeah, well, you know what? I have to sell them at market value because I can't sell them for what they're worth. And I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, I have to sell them at market value because they're they're bought out so quickly by people trying to buy them off the website. I'm like, kind of like you did because you're, you're sitting on two. He's like, yeah, yeah two well, brand like, new ones. Right? I spent seventy dollars on these, and I'm selling them for about one twenty, one thirty. I was like, you can keep them, dude. I have one, but thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, 
I I was I was kind of I understand it's a used game store. And I understand you have to make money. I also understand that you are a crook. <laughs> like just straight up. Well, you know what? Like I was reading uh there was a post on on Reddit the other day and someone had posted a picture of I think it was Pokemon Gold. Uh or sorry, uh what was the the DS remake? The DS remake. So Gold and Silver came out for the Game Boy Advanced or yeah. Game Boy Color and then it came out again um with the Poke Walker for I think it was Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Heart Gold, yeah. So they had a copy of Pokemon Heart Gold. Uh and I mean like the game goes it it goes for a lot on online. But uh they had a copy like this was Value Village for like $150. And the the discussion on there was like are these like stores now just like are they just looking at the price online and pricing them at that and the, some places General yeah like video some, London Ontario. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That's Enter the chat. How they uh how they a lot of like a lot of used game stores or the mom and pop game stores when they when they get trade-ins, they look up the price on eBay or price trading and see what like something's listed at, and then they think that's what they can sell it at. So there's a story this uh, one person posted. They they went to a uh, like a, a thrift store, and it was like a mom and pop owned thrift store, and they had a a bunch of N64 games that were in box and all that stuff. Like not like the worst condition, but not the best condition, right? Um, but I guess this guy had talked to the owner there, the person there, and he said, like, how much you want for it? The guy offered him, like, said, like, 300 bucks, and which was a pretty good price for the, the number of games in there. I think he said that there was, like, you know, 13 or 14 games plus, like, a, a system or something like that. So then he, I guess he said, like, okay, he'll be back on Saturday to pick it up and buy and all that stuff. So he comes back on Saturday. And the shop owner had increased the price to thirteen hundred dollars. Wow! And the guy was like, "What the hell, man?" Like he said that it was it was three hundred bucks. He's like, "Oh well, I checked on eBay, and this is what I can get for it." And you know, the, the odd times you could think, okay, maybe the story's all made up. But I've I've worked in that that market. A little bit. We have seen it firsthand as well. Like when we go into the stores, where little Samson people go into, like people trade stuff in. They'll, they'll like stores will buy it at a, a low price. They'll look up online and be like, "Oh yeah, this game sold for, you know, two hundred dollars three years ago. I'm going to price it at two hundred dollars because it'll sell it that, like that." Right. Yep. And then they get very they, they they refuse to budge on the price. Like, I mean, if I had something priced at two hundred dollars, and I only spent I paid say fifty bucks for it, and someone comes in and they say, you know, what, I will give you one hundred and fifty dollars for it. If I'm too stubborn to be like, you know, what, I'm going to still make the hundred bucks on this thing. No, I saw that someone bought it for two hundred dollars. I'm sticking to my guns for for that one. You know. All it's going to do is take up shelf space, and they're going to be sitting on that that inventory, and it it's it's disappointing, especially from like a collector's point of view. Like, I mean, I can see someone 
because those N64 controllers, they do sell it very quickly. We were very lucky when we got ours because I saw a post on Reddit that they were uh, available. And the post was like su- surprisingly like 10 minutes old when I saw it. Yeah. So I went in there and I bought it. And uh, I think I got one for you without even really asking. <laughs> I was like, whatever, I'll buy two. Um, knowing full well that you wanted one anyways. But I got those. And I can see, like, and they sold out very quickly. So I can see if 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 I owned a shop and I bought some of those. Sure, they were 70 bucks. You know what? I could see selling them for 80 $85. You know, just a few dollars more. That's not so much that someone's going to be like like what you you did it's like okay yeah dude you can keep it you know but enough to justify hey i i spent my money i paid full price on this i might as well make a little bit of money on it right yeah uh, but and, what would your it, limit have been like if we hadn't found them and i found those two today would you have been okay with me dropping 240 oh absolutely not no i'd be like on yeah on two no. controllers like no fuck i mean it's not like a it, like it's not even a limited edition you know what i mean like they're they're gonna keep making no, them it's like great. you can still you can still buy the the nes and the super nintendo controllers now right so my buddy had a thought though he said i wonder if you can get into the firmware and connect it to your steam deck um or if i it, think people have been trying to hack them but they it's because uh, Steam Deck think, has unlimited possibilities to play those games, right? I think you can use it with uh, Wired, um, but I'm I'm not I'm honestly not too sure. It'd be a, it'd be an interesting like reason to have one, right? Because mm-hmm. it is just Bluetooth, and I guess once you get into it, you can just change its Bluetooth parameters. But if you can connect I, it, like we were playing games it on does the Steam work. Deck. It does. It supports X input and Rumble works. You need the tool Better Joy. Install it. Connect the N64 controller by Bluetooth. And uh, yeah, and apparently you can also set it up in Steam as a Switch Pro controller. There you go. Interesting. Well, we found something for David to do this weekend. Yep. If he's not busy gaming with me. I don't know. I uh, I don't have Modern Warfare 3 to play online with, so who knows? Well, this Saturday is our first Lego build, so we're going to have some fun doing that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. But uh, I think this is a good place for us to wrap it. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about Black Friday deals. So, David, just real quick, what are you looking for this week? Or next you know week, what? I guess. I, I'm i not looking so much for myself, but I think this is a good time of year to buy stuff for, for others for Christmas. Um if there's any some if there's any good game deals that come on, maybe I'll pick something up, but I don't know. It I mean priorities change when you're living up in the north and you got nothing. You think there's else a deal on, on shovels? Battery powered <laughs> snowblowers? I I have all of those. But uh I yeah, I don't know. Uh most of the deals have already been announced. Like it's the typical things for Nintendo games. It's like all the same games that have thirty percent off forever. Yeah. It's like um so i'm waiting for that gamestop flyer that's going to drop next week because like they have a lot of their online offers and it's not like some of the other companies like walmart is going to have a door crasher um flyer that's going to drop this week and 
like you know there's some stuff that's like held until the very end because uh, they want to beat people right GameStop on the other hand like I'm just I'm hopeful that maybe controllers come down a little bit so I can get a another PlayStation controller just because my my original one is starting to drift a little bit okay get a little sticky so I would like to replace that one with a, a nice one and then have that in my edge. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting like if I could find like the PlayStation Edge controller for for cheaper. I wouldn't mind getting one of those. Um, but, but like I have no real aspirations, especially now that like a lot of digital media is like or I guess physical media for games or, or uh, movies is kind of going away. It's not like I'm going to find a box set that I really want. I know. But we'll see. Maybe uh, some board games will make their way to me. Who knows? Who knows? But for myself. Wow, wow, very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.